What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 67. Here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? I'm doing better than Eric Ten Hag. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, but how, how are you doing after this whirlwind of a Premier League weekend, of a bunch of different leagues opening? Mm -hmm. How are you doing? Did you consume way too much football? Yes, consume the football okay. that we needed and we missed. And if you missed another yep. weekly podcast, do not forget to like this video. Hey, thank you for liking the video. I sure hope you did. And thank you for subscribing to FC Wonderkid, you cheeky. And, and putting that <laughs> alert button that helps a bunch us at FC Wonderkid. But yes, Premier League football is started. And Eddie Ten Hag didn't get the win that he so desired. And I think it was like the eight previous managers ever since, or seven, ever since Sir Alex Ferguson, they all won their debut mm -hmm. match. So Eddie Ten Hag didn't start in style. But I do, I have to say this. Man United will never be a top four team with Scott McTominay starting. In my opinion, okay? Scott McTominay isn't the six they needed. And Eric Ten Hag in that game must be thinking, I desperately, but desperately need Frankie De Jong. Okay, Scott McTominay was the problem in midfield. I'm going to say it straight off the bat. And he cannot be a starter for a top four or a Premier League title winning team, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, he almost probably should have been sent off at some point uh, based on that one tackle. Uh, but I mean, I'm going to go a little bit further and mm -hmm. say, um, listen, McTominay and Fred together as a double pivot did not work <laughs> last season. Okay. Fuck. This season, who's starting on day one? <laughs> McTominay. And Fred at the double pivot. So I'm just we're, we're all focused on Frankie, mm -hmm. okay? But but that has become almost an obsession. And I get it. If you got this perfect transfer target that you just need to go after, three months, wonderful. But 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 th exactly three months. Think about all the other uh, DMs or some pseudo defensive mm -hmm. mid uh, player that have come into the Premier right. League over that time period. You've got Bubakar Kamara. Would have been the easiest. Even if you don't use him day one, he's he's a hell of a player to have his cover. Even back in January there. for you, five million, you could have got him. I know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and you've got you've got Basuma that everybody fought after. You've got Calvin Phillips. Okay, he only wanted City. Yeah, but exactly. all of these players made the move. And you focused on that white whale uh, <laughs> with one club that's a little bit hung up on things, right? Mm -hmm. Um and ultimately the one thing we all knew that needed to be fixed. Manchester United has multitude of problems, right? <laughs> they know this. It's like, you know, cutting off one head and six grow back or something because when it comes down to it, not one thing will make Manchester United bop up to the top of the table because if 18 goals from Ronaldo last season can't do it, mm -hmm. it clearly is a whole lot more than just Ronaldo that is needed. But ultimately, one of the biggest things, if you ask every Manchester uh, fan out there, what the biggest problem that needed to be solved during the upcoming transfer window to give Eric Ten Hag the best momentum moving forward, they would have said positionally. CDM. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I don't even need you. You said it. I don't even need to say it because ultimately they didn't get it done. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, it, you know, you expected a different and then you played Brighton, but I don't know why you expected a different outcome. But like you said, Mm -hmm. If all the previous managers have won their first game, <laughs> right? Maybe there is a little bit of a difference uh, 
in in you know past repeating itself. Maybe this time around he just kicks on from here and Manchester United is great. It could be the but case. Oof. And I understand that Fred is the one that's more at the back and Scott McTominay does that box to box task. But still, yeah. having that double pivot that you shout out couldn't be the starting one in day one. And then I see James Gardner, Ronaldo, and Varan. Exactly. Those three yeah. on the bench all together, just replace them and put them three. Come on, Varane and Ronaldo especially. But James Gardner proved himself at Nottingham Forest. And I, I think he just should have gotten a chance. A chance. Yeah. So let's wait and see with Man United what's going to come. The top six. Those but expectations that like sixth position is minimal. Eric Ten Hag. Yeah. If you do not get sixth, problems will come. But I do think even if he gets below sixth position, Eric Ten Hag, he must stay. Because the problem is deeper than the, just the manager. You need to take it off is. the players. And yeah, getting a yep. six. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And Scott McTominay and was overshadowed by Moises Caicedo, okay? This is going to be his breakout season. We keep on saying FC Wonder Kid community. You guys know. Mm -hmm. Moises Caicedo, Ecuador, and Brighton. That maestro. Come on. And McTominay, I mean he knows. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the guy, he'll go into any tackle. Yeah. He jump-started a lot of the counters that Brighton had. I the mean, goal. Brighton just, you could see it. Yeah, there's there's a system. And mm -hmm. there's a system, and Caicedo knows how to play in the in it. And it just, yep. he could have been gotten by Manchester exactly. United. I get it. Exactly. Like, it, it's, club, it's just, a, it's amazing. And, and, and who's the biggest target that's coming out beyond De Jong right now? Who? It's Leroy Sané. <laughs> like, that is that is not what you need right now, United. I get it. It's probably something that you need, but ultimately, what you need has still not been fixed. I'm sorry, and they but... won't even give Garner a chance. But Sane ain't the way, man. That is a desperate call. That for me, it it's is, like it's, it's, quickly. I I did. I swear, I didn't know that that was a link up still. And if you have Sancho there, Elanga, Garnashu, Martial can even drop on the wing, man. Oh my yeah. days. If it's for Sun, it's a striker to be a striker because yeah. there's no strikers in this world available as it seems. But still, right. again, very desperate. But put down below your thoughts about Man United. The 2-1 loss that wasn't expected. And Varane Maguire. Come on, Maguire started even. Varane on the bench. Yeah. Oh, but mm -hmm. yes. But another team started in style mm -hmm. keeping in manchester and we finally see now two goals of erling Haaland going bold the right way and yeah not a, not no surprise there right <laughs> yeah no surprise um although it, it, hey surprise surprise right mm. erling Haaland is now on pace to score 76 <laughs> premier league goals this season so stop the count he's ready no i mean you more are going 25. to see that exact goal can how you are going score to more see than that 25? exact goal um, I, I, uh, I still think there's a little bit of a transition that's going to happen here. I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know now. Is he, is he capable of it? He's absolutely capable of scoring 25 goals in the Premier that's League. That's a game, so. Um, okay. but the, the biggest, yeah, the biggest worry is, is his health, how much he is going to be playing when you get into the congested fixture, mm -hmm. uh, of, uh, Champions League group stage and all that fun stuff. But ultimately, man, mm -hmm. that goal, De Bruyne, Waiting just long enough uh, for Holland to get that perfectly timed run uh, directly in between the two center. But I mean, you're going to see that goal time and time again this season. And uh, he just, he's so much faster 
Mm-hmm. Erling Holland is so much faster than people give him credit for. Fuck. Um, it, it, it's unbelievable. Fuck. Um, and I forgot about that. We talked all about how Holland's going to do this, how Holland is going to have an issue. But ultimately, if you've got a guy that has that mm-hmm. um, combination of strength and speed, mm-hmm. he's going to get his chances. It's, it's just it's exactly it's 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 his, his own worst enemy is himself because yeah. that speed. That 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 is tough on the ankles with his size and weight. But I really believe that if he focuses all his strengths on athletic athleticism wise and off yeah. the field, what he's got to do nutrition and being a Ronaldo Ronaldo type beat guy like yeah. Holland can go bold. But yes, I agree with you. The setting up of that Kevin De Bruyne pass makes me think that De Bruyne might be the top assister. In the end of the league, okay? Because that was a beautiful pass. And West Ham too, like, that was a tough mm. match for Man City What? to start their Premier League campaign. And Guardiola says that I'm going to get that treble. And Haaland is going to start by going bold with a brace. And look, mm. no surprise saying a top three Haaland expectations to be the top scorer. But Kane, Haaland, yeah. Salah, let's wait and see. It's a bold debate right now. It's a battle. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a battle. Um, and, but yeah, Rice, I mean, Rice stays with West Ham too, as it seems to people. So, yes, like, he does. That was his first Premier League game as a captain. Is that correct? Hmm. Like, I, I think he had that armband. Maybe start first start Starting. in the Premier League. I think. Yeah, okay. I think it was his first Premier League start as a captain. I could be wrong about that, but you know, and, so and West Ham, still. you know, Phew. West Ham had their chances, mm-hmm. right? Um, West Ham, I think will be a whole lot better a couple months in a couple weeks in, yes. but ultimately, I mean, I thought West Ham, uh, gave city a, a little more than maybe they were expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, when it comes down to it, I still think, you know, I don't think they're going to be as good as people give them credit, but they're definitely a good side. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, was a, it was a good game to watch. West but- Ham with top eight expectations too, like European spots, they, they need it. And David Moyes too, like. To think of how he rebuilt and how the yeah. vibe, the total vibe at West Ham changed, like I gotta say, mm-hmm. I am hyped. It's Kamaka. Let's wait and see yep. if Kamaka does Cornet. score those goals. Uh, Cor- Cornet, so done deal. Cornet, done okay. deal. He was right. on, he was on the sideline. He was mm. on the sideline. He was uh, not on the sideline for the game, but he was yes. there in plain clothes, ready to go. And all I can say is, poor Burnley. <laughs> Pretty sure their their whole first eleven has been uh, offloaded. To all different teams in the Premier League, but um, that's that's what's yeah. gonna happen to any 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 team that gets relegated, as it seems. And I gotta say, yes. I got a prediction here: if that team were to be relegated, that this player would stay in the Premier League. And I think you know where I'm going for. And it's a team mm-hmm. that Fulham against Liverpool. Fulham did go bold with Mark Silva, and I'm gonna say this: I warned the world about this Pelinha man, Pelinha. Yeah is gonna destroy in the Premier League and he's so fitting to play in the Premier League everybody will be mentioning Pelinha to leave Fulham at the end of this season and it's no surprise that he started in style against Liverpool that is one of the best teams in the world it's undeniable now that Pelinha has the yeah. quality now that he's in the Prem so I'm <laughs> it's only the start people it's only is, the start It it still baffles me. It baffles me how how Fulham Fulham out of all the teams in the Premier League were able to land Palinja. Um, Imagine United, like literally United, if they had Palinja <laughs> playing against Brighton, 
the, the match result would be different, literally. literally. They have blinders on. They have blinders on. I don't know what they're watching. I have no clue what United fan, what United scouts are watching. United fans have been calling. They've had short lists longer than Frankie De Jong for Manchester United. Frankie De Jong is not going to be the sole reason or the sole like mm-hmm. the the part of the equation that gets you back to the but, top. But... It's going to be multiple right decisions mm-hmm. that come cascading in a row and. Paulinho would have been a hell of a start for them, um, along with the other names that we we and talked about. But twenty man, million, Fulham, like twenty million, poof. like and that too, yeah. like it enabled the whole team to be like they were. And then we see a guy like Mitrovic scoring yeah, a brace and showing to the world that I'm better than just Championship level. I am at the level to play in the Premier yeah. League. And seeing him for the Serbian national team. I'm not surprised that Mitrovic is going bold in the Prem 2. So you do you, Mitrovic, and keep going bold, man. Like, man, is he, he's a character, and uh, it, it's, it's got to be tough. It's got to weigh on him mm. um, in terms of you just rewrote mm-hmm. the record books of the English Championship <laughs> and the expectations that sit on your shoulder, um, shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's pretty impressive, and for him to score two goals... Um, for Fulham, mm-hmm. not only that, for Fulham to uh, take it to Liverpool in that first 45 minutes, that was the best 45 minutes of Premier League football that I've seen Fulham play since, I don't know, since the Dempsey days. Uh, since, yeah, yeah, it could be. But he is like, here's the thing. Mitrovic looks like he has that chip on his shoulder. True. Okay. He, there was no expectation that he would automatically be, you know, he was maybe a little too haughty. Uh, his her first couple times in the Premier League, right after that first great showing that he had for Newcastle way back in the day. True. Um, and I think he's learned from that now. He's been humbled some, and ultimately, if you've got a better personnel and mm-hmm. you get the chances that Mitrovic is going to find his way into every game, and you put more of them away, mm-hmm. Fulham could be a mid-table team. But I don't know. I mean, it just it was. He becomes, okay, I, I've got a fact for you, a mm. figure. Okay, let me see if I can deliver this properly here. Okay, not only did his brace obviously earn Fulham a point, but I believe Mitrovic became the first player mm. in one Premier League game to not only blow by Virgil van Dyke uh, in dribbling-wise, okay, but also he became, uh, in the same game, one of the first players to force Van Dyke to concede a penalty. Okay. So I think what I'm trying to say here is not only did he dribble by uh, Van Dyke, but he also forced him to concede a penalty. And that's never happened in the same game before And for Van Dyke. That's a okay? hell of a start. Confidence wise for Mitrovic. That's the world's best center back in the world. Man, so I mean, that, that's saying to the world that I am here to go bold. As we said, Mitrovic, man, I love that start. To Van Dyke too, like again, yeah, more than ten Premier League goals you'd expect, no? With Mitrovic, nah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's probably easy to say because if he can score two against Liverpool, um, something mm-hmm. tells me he'll be okay against maybe uh, Bournemouth. <laughs> Although you know Bournemouth, we'll, we'll get to the Bournemouth. But <laughs> true. But I, I got to before you know mm-hmm. we got to go to the Liverpool side of that, things, I okay? Agree. Because mm-hmm. I know you want to talk to to about one player, but before we get to that. Obviously, if you didn't, if you missed the Liverpool game, mm-hmm. Thiago is likely out injured for an extended period of time. That is going to hurt. It is definite. There's no way around it that is going to hurt them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, we got our first big Jurgen Klopp uh, excuse of the season, right? Uh, mm. You may have seen what he said after the game. What? No, what the, did, I did the see fi- the... the field was yeah, the field was too dry. Oh, but it is true. It is something used by by teams not to not to dry the field or to put it wet. It's it's a tactic. It's a tactic, and yep. Well, Klopp one he's aware of. He is aware, and Klopp highlighted it. But it is true. I understand that Klopp with those side comments. He he, he does that sometimes. Even last season, he had a couple of one and two comments, and it's true. Thiago injury is huge blow, and honestly. That is a blow that can change the title expectations long-term if it's a long-term injury. Is it, Breton? I don't think it's... Is it like uh, three, four months? No, 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 no. It's not that long-term. But we we do know that Thiago has obviously had a bit of a issue with coming back right in form, right? It takes him time to kind of snap back. So I believe it's at least four weeks. Um, but, but we'll see, we'll see four weeks is better than four months. So <laughs> there's that, but I, I think Liverpool's while their de- depth will already get tested. I think they've got enough, uh, in the tank to, to get them through these, uh, early fixture days before it gets really crazy. Mm. Um, but well, I'm sure you want to talk about the other <laughs> catalyst that we talked definitely. about one striker, Mitrovic, uh, but there was a catalyst that came onto the pitch and, uh, who was def- that? Uh, definitely Darwin Nunes <laughs> in which that goal I feel like it was a way of him saying, I should start in this match. And yes, he had a miss before he scored that goal. But surely, and I'm going to say it once again, I really believe Darwin, when he gets that confidence, three, four goals, just like you can see from Erling Haaland, is the same with Darwin. He can score easily, okay, four goals, three goals. So that's going to happen once he gets acquainted with every single player at Liverpool, in which that's going to be very soon. The Luis Diaz connection with Darwin, man. That is one of the link-ups I really feel like in two, three years, it's going to be special. And Mo Salah, the top assister last season, already getting those assists to Darwin Nunes. Pinpoint for that goal. Just like De Bruyne did with Haaland, Salah mm-hmm. did with Darwin. So duos, bold duos are coming to the Premier League. Yeah. And Darwin, with World Cup 2. He's going to go right yeah. to the top, man. Right to the top. All right. I, I, you know, you see it. You see it. And the more comfortable he gets, um, yeah, I'm excited. Once he really feels a part of that squad, uh, what, what Darwin's going to look like. I, I don't know. I, do you think he's got 25 in him? Because I, I, it, I'm a little worried about that compared mm-hmm. to obviously Holland, who can create something out of thin air. But is Darwin capable Darwin um, is capable of getting more than 20 Premier League goals next season next to Mo Salah. And he's most certainly can. I'm not saying he's going to, but he can get the 25 mark. He can, yeah. can. But mm-hmm. it's a bold mm-hmm. prediction and he has to start ahead of Firmino to get those 25 goals. But 20, I believe it's going to happen. I, I, this, yeah. I'll say this. He'll get at least th- two, three hat tricks in the Premier League this season. He'll get hat tricks. Okay. So, okay. because the, wow. in the game that he feels he's confident enough to score one, he'll score three. So, I believe yeah. he'll score two or three hat-tricks in the Premier League. 
So that's a, a, a bold prediction of Liverpool. That is a bold prediction. <laughs> and Jota wow. all being evolved. I really believe that's going to happen. So put down below your thoughts about Liverpool. The Thiago Alcantara injury. Does it change your expectations <laughs> for the season? What do you think, community? And if you're enjoying this video, don't forget to like this video. It's a huge help for us. Now, Tottenham! Now, Tottenham okay. solidifying themselves to get that top three from the predictions, man. And Tottenham, Southampton, 4-1. And Harry Kane mm -hmm. and Son didn't even score. So this yeah. is going to go bold this season. And Conte, bold! He wants that trophy, man. And Tottenham playing with intent, man. So organization, yeah. creme de la creme. Go Conte. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they conceded first, too, I true, believe, right? True. Southampton scored first. And uh, mm -hmm. Dejan, Dejan Kulisevsky, man. man. I mean, if he, plays, if he plays like this the whole season, if he's even remotely mm -hmm. consistent for the full 38-game season. Mm -hmm. uh, 38? Is that right? Yeah, 38-game <laughs> season. Um yes. The, the Spurs attack is going to be really uh, tough Fuck. to shut out at any point. I mean, come on. You've got – I don't even know. Did, was Richarlison in the game? No, he no, wasn't. No, no, uh, no, no. Not even that. He, no, he's no, injured. The, he's injured. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I, I just – you look at that and you have, okay, are there too many whatever chefs in the kitchen? Are there too many guys that need the ball at some point when you're trying to put them all there? But I, no, I, the depth is just indescribable. I mean, it's going to be a very, very – good uh day if they can get or a good season if they can get them all clicking um and working together but kulisevsky <laughs> yeesh i mean if this is his if this is his kind of like this is what i'm here for all season Fuck. we we might be seeing uh one of the best young players in the whole premier league by the end of the season i agree so. kulisevsky right now is the top assister in 2022 in the premier league right now oh. so kulisevsky in terms of stats providing for the people to score, he is going bold. And I agree, squad depth, Tottenham had Bisuma and Perisic yeah. on the bench. <laughs> on yep. the bench. So, Sesenyon going bold to the right way. I'm very happy that Sesenyon is playing, showing his quality. Mm -hmm. And Conte, he brings in six transfers, this transfer window, and all have immediate impact. If they don't yeah. start, they improve the players that are have start because competition yep. means quality. And Tottenham know Conte knows that. A player that played with so many of the greats, Baggio, Conte knows that you need teammates and you need the mans to be the best. I'm going to say this. Conte, Tottenham mm -hmm. and Conte are clearly, in my opinion, the team that is physically the, re the most ready in the Premier League. Physically, no Tottenham player stops. The work rate is insane. And I really believe any team in the Prem, City, Liverpool, okay, they're going to have a tough, tough time away or at yeah. home against Tottenham with Conte. Defensive-wise, and that counter that people say yeah. they don't attack, they counter like the best, okay, the best in the world. With Kulu providing the goals, Kane, Son, Richarlison just being straight bullets forwards, that is scary scenes. So again, and, and Tottenham. And three of the four didn't score, like you mentioned, <laughs> right? Three of the four, four did not score yet. It was Eric Dyer, right? It was mm -hmm. uh, whoever else. Oh, Ryan Sessegnon. Which, by the way, come on, that story. Uh, I can't tell you how many times we all thought probably Ryan Sessegnon's time in a Spurs shirt was oh, yeah. likely kind of limited right. was at the end. And, and maybe it still is. I don't know. But maybe Conte sees something in him. 
Mm-hmm. And it was great to see him get that goal. He actually had a pretty dang good game mm-hmm. uh, versus Southampton. But uh, you're referencing, I think, mm-hmm. obviously the fitness regime. You're referencing, I don't know if you saw that video that circulated. The of vomiting. Spurs. <laughs> yeah, the vomiting after, what, like 40 full field sprints that True. was open to the public mm-hmm. or maybe the ticketed public. I'm not sure. But it was open to literally people there watching them throw up. Yep. <laughs> Just hysterical. So if you can take that type of uh, embarrassment, I guess, or that type of uh, mm-hmm. whatever, that becomes the norm, then a 90-minute match in the Premier League isn't really going to be that tough for you. So I agree. It's first. just the demands. It's just like, I, I would have loved to have seen, I, I'm not going to reveal my age, but I'm in my 20s. And Conte, <laughs> like when he was a player, seeing footage of him, he was ruthless. He was ruthless. Yeah. And I, me seeing him as a manager, I can only imagine how he was as a player. But his teams play in a way that I admire. Just like Simeone, when he mm-hmm. plays fairly, okay? <laughs> Conte, I yeah. feel like, is a much fairer coach. And he plays with a much better style of play. But it's just great to see how, how it translates. And Oiberg, all those players, man. Langley, yeah. too, on the bench. That's a good player on the bench, too. Better than he was at Barca. So, yes, people. <laughs> but down below, your thoughts about... Tottenham, are they going to sign another centre-back? There's still a bit of news about that. Yes, put down below with Conte thoughts. But now, staying in London, we have Crystal Palace, Arsenal. And Arsenal started their campaign in style. And I'm going to say it. Saliba, didn't he play? Didn't he ball out against Crystal Palace? Mm -hmm. He did. And Saliba, once again, one of the best young centre-backs in the world and at the end of this Premier League season he will be compared with the best Premier League center backs overall no surprise yeah so keep on going Saliba <laughs> I'm with you I'm with you and you know mm-hmm. what he he plays like he's been there with exactly. Gabriel with White who obviously was lined up as a right back for mm-hmm. the most part but he plays like he's been in that Arsenal defense for the last three years uh, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't physically, maybe he was there spiritually, yes. uh, and it, it, it showed. Um, I am a little bummed at how Crystal Palace played. Mm. I thought they'd play a little more on the front foot, although I think Zaha almost had multiple opportunities to, to at least get on the scoreboard. Um, what? but when it comes down, when Did it, it, yeah, I, yeah, watching I mean, that game, I, I didn't th- feel that one. <laughs> you didn't? <laughs> I no. felt like Arsenal I, was. They, they, I have to yeah. say, I was one of the first games like in the past year, I say, Arsenal really controlled. They really okay. controlled. With Zinchenko, like Zinchenko, yeah. Martinelli at the left. He was, I, I, I'm going to say this, Zinchenko at the left allowed Martinelli mm-hmm. a lot of times to build up from the middle with Gabriel Jesus. So I'm going to, I, I really, well, I feel like Crystal Palace got bullied by Arsenal. Okay. I wouldn't go as far to say bullied, but ultimately they, they definitely were the better team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely were the better team. Uh, I also think Zinchenko, I mean, he's going to get better. He got turned around a couple times. I think that's what kind of I'm referencing. But all in all, Zinchenko's debut was exactly what we 100% expected from really him. good. Right? I mean, yeah. he's he's going to be a phenomenal. I mean, that's another. I know Man United wouldn't have gone in for Zinchenko probably. I don't know because Man City to Man United rules. I don't know what's out there if it's unspoken. <laughs> But ultimately, I mean, that's another guy that 
was just left on the table and it, it avoided because Frankie Dion blinders are on and nobody wants to look elsewhere. But anyway, Arsenal, <laughs> Good you can't, that was a great, great, great first opening match from them. That back that back mm-hmm. center back three um, is, is going to be a, a tough, a tough defense this entire season. And, um, and yeah, and with Tomayasu, Saliba starts. Saliba right. still starts. And again, Saliba is going to be the best yeah. center back at Arsenal ahead of Gabriel and ahead of Ben White because the quality is he's, he's above. He, I think yeah. Arteta has understood that all the personal grudge, put that aside and let's try to win a Premier League yeah. that Arteta, that is the biggest doubt. Is he the guy to win? a Premier League, or is he the guy to get Arsenal to the top four? Let's wait and see. But Saliba, Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, these are right players for a rebuild. So, Jesus. Just, Gabriel, Jesus. Exa- it almost, I mean, then, so yeah, I thought he kind of forced it a little bit. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think he was trying almost too hard, but he was incredibly bright that first 20, 30 minutes. It almost felt like he was going to get that goal like right away. True. Um, and then it just felt like he was forcing it the rest of the game. Uh, but I think the, the more he settles in, um, he's going to know, you know, when to try and slalom through the defenders and open things up, uh, and when to lay it off or push Mm -hmm. it out to the wings. And there's no doubt you see quality there. I mean, that one part where he got it outside the 18, he did a couple, I don't know even what you call that move where you just shuffle it really quickly from right to left. Boom, he did that once, not once, but twice around the center backs, Prestige. and boom, he was open. It is just great, great stuff. So Portugal, I'm excited. My pastilla, a gum. That's how you translate it. Okay, <laughs> there you go. But, uh, but, I, yeah, but I agree. Elastic, like, no. he's, he's, he's definitely he's doing it what he has to do. And in terms of, like, I know Gabriel Jesus, we got to judge him with goals. But outside yeah. of the goals, he did everything he could do for Arsenal. And again... Watching that game, Arsenal fans, you got to be hyped for what's to come. So put down below your thoughts, Arsenal fans. Do you still believe you need another signing? What do you need to go to the Champions League? Or if you're going to go to the Champions League, your predictions, anything that we didn't touch about Arsenal, put down below. So, and now here, staying with the Prem, we still have Everton. And Chelsea and Everton. <laughs> it's not looking good, bruv. It's not looking good. Lampard, yeah. what's going to happen now? Like, I am going to say this too. I'm going to criticize Everton and Chelsea. And Chelsea yeah. because the style of play I saw from Chelsea, it needed a bit of sugar. It needed a bit yeah. of sugar. And Tuchel, mm-hmm. I feel like he knows that his team is going down, down, down. So definitely, I fully expect the transfers. They're not done. Chelsea isn't no. done after Cucurella. So if they, they got to improve, man. They got to improve what, what the style of play right now. Yeah, and I'm sorry. The, the biggest one that's out there right now, at least circulating in the States, is what? Mm. Obama Yang to London? Whoa! Back to London? No, man. No. You know, that's that's one that just keeps hitting oh. hard over here. It's 15 million, on all right? the outlets. 15 million. Something like that. Man, yeah, something Barca, like that. I'm, I'm not going to criticize yeah. Barca doing bits to get that money, but... Still, I do like. (laughs) Well, that's a whole other combo. Chelsea still, it feels more like they're a selling team right now because Timo Werner uh, just got the here we go uh, treatment from Fabrizio Romano. He's Mm -hmm. headed back to Red Bull Leipzig, and that's permanent. That ain't that ain't getting done, uh, or ain't ain't getting undone, I should say. Uh, And then the other one that's being talked about on his way out is 
potentially uh, Hakim Ziyech. Um, and, and we'll see what happens there. And then there's Callum Hudson Adoy, right? Like True. again, should've 21 left. years old now, mm-hmm. should have left. He was, I believe, the subject of maybe it was a preliminary bid of somewhere around 50 million, 60 million euros. Bayern, we don't know how true that was. Bayern Munich should have taken that because now what they're trying to do is get him a loan move to Southampton or something. So ultimately, I, you know, they won. They got the win. They put me to sleep in the process for the full 90 minutes. I think uh, the last 30 minutes or so uh, when he injected other players into the mix, Cucurella, even Christian Pulisic had a pretty, you know, bright game for the most part. But really what it comes down to is it just, it was like watching paint dry for the most part. And I don't think he wants to fully play like that the whole season, but it did get the job done against Everton. I almost felt bad for Everton that they couldn't, you know, sneak Mm -hmm. out at least one point for them. Uh, But hey, upside, (laughs) Broha Broha got a little time up front. We'll see if that amounts Uh, to anything in the future, whether or not he's staying. But there's still so many questions about what Chelsea is going to do Mm -hmm. um, and why they felt the biggest need for them right now was (laughs) to splash 55 million euros, maybe up to 75 million euros, uh, on one I, player just so mm-hmm. Man City couldn't get him. <laughs> I, um, I, I feel where you're coming from with that mention of Cucurella. And true, and City they City seemed keen on getting him, but when it once it passed the 50 million, I feel like the agents thought they had to get something new. And Chelsea, yeah. they were the ones that were willing to bid that amount, uh, okay? that I, it's, it's staggering for me. But you mentioned ins and outs, and I'm going to say this. Chelsea out already this season. You have Lukaku, you have Timo Werner, you have Rudiger, you have Levi Colville, okay, Academy product. Mm-hmm. Marcos Alonso is going to leave too. Uh, mm-hmm. And Hudson Odoi on loan. So this is a different squad Straight off the bat, just from the outs. And ends now. Kolebali, Sterling. Uh, Aspie stays, okay? Another yes. extension of two years. For me, that is an excellent, excellent decision, okay, by Chelsea. Because the right wing back is still a problem, in my opinion. But Aspie sure. can play right wing back and center back. And so, center. club yeah. legend. Aspie, great option to stay. And Wesley Fofana, I have here. Is it going to happen? The 85 million. The price tag is clearly because of Maguire. He was the benchmark. Maguire became the benchmark of a center back. Leaving Leicester, 85 million. So Wesley Fofana will only leave for that price tag. If they're not desperate, that I understand. They have, that's, they, have to, they have to bargain themselves that they're not desperate. Because they aren't. For real. Really. Like, they still have a... They, re, they extended his contract until 2026 before he played with the ACL injury. So, yeah, no, (laughs) they don't need to put it faster than it is. So I really believe Fofana, 85. It's going to be 85. So Todd Boyley, ins and outs. And Carney, sorry, Mm -hmm. Carney Shukwemek of uh, Villa, which Tuchel has promised a lot. And my final thing about, I want to do a prediction now here on the podcast, episode 67. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to remember, I'm going to say this here. Because I really believe, from what I'm seeing, this is a little bit of a bold prediction. I believe by the end of the season, Thomas Tuchel will be sacked, man. Because I feel like Todd Boyley. I know mm. Tuchel and Carney Shukwemeka, there was a talk to convince him. But Gagas Lonina, I see a lot of, of news of Michael Edwards. 
coming to Chelsea to be the right-hand man of Todd Boyley, to be the sporting director of Chelsea. And what I got to say is if Michael Edwards becomes that guy, the best decision ever, okay, by Chelsea, in my opinion, because that man changed Liverpool in his transfers. The The insight he did was through the roof. And I really believe that Tuchel is a manager that likes to have a grip, likes to make the decisions, likes to him doing the dirty work. And Michael Edwards, I feel like they might clash in certain decisions. So that is my prediction. Michael Edwards being the transfer guru he is, will be the sporting director of Chelsea and will make Chelsea the third in the Man City-Liverpool race in the next two years. I believe in this. Well, if if, if that's your prediction, you got to go at least one further. Mm-hmm. If Michael Edwards is installed as the right-hand man, yes. who becomes boss? <sighs> that's Who it's... will lead the... Yeah, that Nagel, I, I could see a guy like Nagelsmann, man, after Bayern okay. Munich. I don't know. This is mm. a quick shout out because, yeah. again, I wasn't expecting that one. But Michael yes. Edwards, being the transfer guy, having a big influence from the Bundesliga, I really mm-hmm. believe he's a numbers guy. German pe- I know Tuchel is German, okay? But I really, right. Nagelsmann, I feel like, would listen to him. And Tuchel, I don't know if he will. That's my doubts. But it's just a doubt. He's- that Michael Edwards, man, I really, yeah. I, I like that shout and people remember him, Chelsea fans especially. Yeah. This man yeah, is I mean, the man that made Liverpool be great. He will make yeah, Chelsea mean, great in transfers again. Through all of Fenway Sports Group. I mean, yeah. it's become an evolution under him and he has been incredibly calculated mm-hmm. uh, in what he does and purposeful. Whether or not he can do that again um he is can. uh is going to be interesting yeah leipzig, i mean that's too. exactly why he did yeah. it at leipzig uh, and, and, i mean yeah it, if he could keep replicating it i think chelsea fans would be great but that's a whole nother rebuilding process mm-hmm. um and i just i do wonder it does look like you know thomas tuchel is like he just looks a different person he doesn't mm-hmm. look uh jovial happy i mean he never does i guess i don't know i'm thinking way too far into it when it comes down to it but mm-hmm. like all doesn't seem so happy uh, at Stanford Bridge, but who knows? I mean, they could kick on. They still have some very, very quality players. They still have the ability to potentially, um, you know, get one or two more in. And before you know it, we're talking about them in the top three again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going to let's, let's happen wait and here, see. man. And again, I'm going to say it, people. Remember the name, Michael Edwards. He is at the level of Luis Kampsch. That is at PSG, in my opinion. So put down below your thoughts about Chelsea. What's going to come? What do they need new? Is Tuchel going to stay for sure? Am I just waffling here saying Tuchel might leave with Michael Edwards coming? Put your thoughts down below about the Prem. And yeah, I mentioned PSG fast. Can we go to the PSG camp? (laughs) Well... Yeah, yes. I guess, but I'd really like to give a little credit to yes. you know a couple of the other small guys within the prem before oh, we yeah, move on. Oh yeah, no, no, there's someone, so definitely, definitely. Oh Rick, no, no, definitely. Sorry, now Rick, how you just, phrased just, it? Just, how you phrased yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> just, just for, just for a second, because it started out shaky. I mean, let's be honest. Leeds United did not look the greatest. They conceded first, um, but I, I do have to. Yeah, you, you have to see that there's a resolve there right? That there mm-hmm. is a physical kind of a difference that's only going to gel more, that's only going to be just 
a, a cornerstone mm-hmm. of the quality that comes out of Leeds United that isn't always, you know, quality in the form of tactics, True. quality in the form of technical ability, but it will be, they will be one of the hardest teams to play against uh, because of how they approach the game. Um, and you can now see Premier League fans mm-hmm. and Leeds United fans <laughs> in particular that might have been skeptical about Brendan Aronson's slight frame. Come on. This kid will never stop running Fucked. for you. Okay, and and his movement, his purpose, everything he does has gotten so much better, exponentially better just over the last two seasons. And I can only imagine that the Premier League will not break him down. It will only make him more razor sharp. So am I talking about him uh, up there in the upper echelon of like the top 10% of players in the Premier League? No, but he's a young player. (laughs) He's a young player that he is going to be that kind of fulcrum or that kind of cornerstone that Leeds United has uh, because it's everywhere in that roster now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Christensen plays the exact same way. Tyler Adams plays the exact same way. Mark Rocha has a a little bit of that aspect to him Mm -hmm. as long as he can stay healthy for a full season. Um, When it comes down to it, Leeds United isn't going to finish top five (laughs) or top six, but I am looking at it and saying, I do not think Leeds United will be in a relegation scrap this season. I do not think that at all. I, I think they will be comfortably mid-table, and there should be reasons why. Now, I cannot say the same. Mm-hmm. Watching Aston Villa was pretty uninspiring. How about you? <laughs> true, true. And I just want to say on Leeds, because you touched a good topic for me. It's like the timing of all this. Like Leading up mm-hmm. to a World Cup, Jesse Marsh is creating, not creating, but developing here two beasts for the u.s men's national team with tyler adams and brendan aronson and i might say this leading up to the world cup brendan aronson might be the best player in form in the Mm -hmm. u.s men's national team that can be the case okay so i i I sound like you're like the philadelphia union fan right (laughs) and i love to see him man but brendan aronson i was shocked with the movement that he had and christensen you mentioned fast and again this is Mm -hmm. gonna be rasmus christensen at the right will be one of the best fullbacks in the premier league okay staying at leeds will be very very difficult because the progressive passes going forwards mm-hmm. he is mm-hmm. at the right place when they lose the ball when they win the ball anything without the ball you got to look at a player and christensen is that type of dude because the in-game iq very 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 high so jesse marsh is doing bets and rodrigo scored rodrigo yes, scored so we I might did. see that that striker that leads need with rodrigo so he has to go bold, and let's see if he keeps on going. And it's for me, it's just crazy. Imagine if Charles de Ketzler would have chosen to come to this Leeds team yeah. with yeah. all the talent well, they already have. Like, oh my days, man! It's gonna be yeah. very good. Not hey, no listen, relegation battle. They, they, they've they've got Joey Gelhart. I'm sure he could get something done for them. They've got mm-hmm. a kid in the academy that just scored four goals uh, in the, I believe it was the Premier League Two uh, opening fixture for them. But ultimately, I believe they are going after Calamuendo from PSG. Oh, um, what a which good one. I think would be a great, great, great piece for them um, because oh. it, it fits in very, very nicely with it, with what I think Marsh is trying to accomplish. So oh, cheap, cheap. I'm excited, oh. you, you know, but uh, you know what I'm not excited about? Mm, the villa, can, yeah. <laughs> well, no, yes, and we can segue into that. But like, how do I get a Leeds United jersey without paying 20 flipping pounds for a delivery fee? Can somebody talk, tell me about that? But anyway, um, yeah, we got to move on with that because, yeah, there were two misfires, right? You had Aston Villa misfired mm-hmm. and you had 
Nottingham Forest uh, misfire. Oh, More specifically, <laughs> Jesse Lingard mm-hmm. misfired. Um, Jesse Lingard, you ready for this? He had 39 touches in the full 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, He lost possession nine times. He won zero out of six duels, but he had one key pass. Ooh. One key pass. <laughs> so if you're looking for an influencer, you're looking for somebody that, that jump starts that attack or mm. creates that attack. I don't know if it's going to be Lingard. Is it one game and we write him off for the rest of the season? Exactly. No. <laughs> but ultimately, Jesse Lingard has to produce more if Nottingham Forest, uh, you know, kind of mm-hmm. wants to stay up. Um, but yeah, it, we'll, we'll see. But And Villa too, man. I'm just going to lead up to that. Bournemouth, the relegation prime team that everybody says straight off the bat 20th. They went bold mm-hmm. and they showed Villa, you can spend all the money, but we can beat you. And that's what will mm-hmm. happen. And I believe for Villa, though, it puts an eyebrow. And this is not the proper way to start your Premier League, Steven. Stevie G, with all those transfer businesses, man, people are going to yeah. be judging, man, just because of this result with Bournemouth. So let's wait and see how they answer, man. But it's... Right, but Newcastle, I want to say two, man. Two, they're yeah. getting those two goals. What a goal by Fabian Scar straight off the bat. Like, yeah. bullet goal, bullet goal. And Brunke Marej, man, once again, showing the class, showing why he has to be mentioned with one of the best players outside of the top six. And Brunke Marej, for me, he plays for Brazil. <laughs> what the mm. quality he has. If he played at a better team, he would be starting for Brazil. And I can tell you, Brunke Marej is much better than Fred. Much better than Fred. So these are my thoughts, in my opinion. And yeah, yeah. keep on going bold, Newcastle. <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. And yes, Newcastle uh, made yeah easy mm-hmm. pickings out of Nottingham Forest. And uh, this is going to be, I, I don't know. I feel good about my predictions right uh, now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we'll, we'll revisit that. Eighth in, position, know, Crystal Palace. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, okay. I don't feel good about that one, man. Why'd you have to bring that up? Because Newcastle you have to bring that up? my eighth. My Newcastle Come on. is my eighth. <laughs> Brighton's looking good. Fulham's looking good. Leeds is looking good. And you got to bring up uh, true, West Ham. True, true, true. No, Leeds, but, no, Leeds, definitely. No, definitely. You're a big advocate. Top, they're gonna, we'll see. Let's we'll see. see. Top 12 can yeah. be the case for Leeds, but let's wait and yeah. see. Put down below your final predictions of the Premier League. We want to see your, rank them, first to 12th. We're going to answer that comment, I guarantee. So go bold in the comment section saying your predictions. And yes, mention Cali Muendo, and I did mention PSG before. Yes, I got to say, come on, Lionel Messi. You are going bold by scoring those bicycle kicks. That was a beauty and two goals and one assist. Lionel Messi is starting Liga in style. Mm-hmm. So let's wait and see if he goes bold in the Champions League. But PSG with Galtier, man. It's looking good. It's looking yep. very good. Yep. I, I think, come on. I think I called this one mm. how many months ago? True. True. You, you said Galtier to PSG even before there was a slight rumor of, of yeah. culture going so like i'm not the I'm not one to there. pat myself on the back but it just it makes sense and mm-hmm. but 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 the goals the goals oh. still remain the same it's still champions league or bust Fuck. and yes it's one it's wonderful that messi looked like he was having fun and neymar <laughs> looked like he was having fun right mm-hmm. um and when it comes down to it do i love what luis campos has done so far with their incomings yes i do vitinha great mm-hmm. ekatike 
think you're overpaid, but it's a loan to start and, you know, whatever. I mean, he <laughs> could be great. He could make, I would have rather than given Calamuendo a chance, but ultimately none of this matters until you get to the Champions League, True. okay? Because it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that mm-hmm. Lee Gunn doesn't matter to them. It's it's training. You might as well be on the training pitch, and... okay? And mm-hmm. it, it, it's just... It, the goal still remains the same, and it, it need, this needs to happen. True. Uh, a messy overhead kick needs to happen against Manchester City in a semifinal. Ah, okay? that would be ah, <laughs> that would be Juve. Not Claremont. That would be yeah. Real Cristiano levels with Juve. Yeah, but <laughs> no, but seriously, that was I was pretty shook when I saw that goal of Messi. Well, and you mentioned nice. Neymar, man. One goal and three assists, being involved mm-hmm. the whole game, and happy. Happy Neymar. This is what we have to see before a World Cup too. And even so, when Neymar scored the goal, Luis Campos and Nasser, they had a talk between each other almost like, oh, good decision. We, we, we say it's for him to stay. So, like, again, it's a big season for Neymar inside and outside. I feel like he's got a lot of voices inside PSG telling him, now's the time that we expect you to show the 220 million Neymar. World Cup year, PSG champions with Mbappe, uh, Messi. Now it's all or nothing, man. This is the documentary that they need now, PSG, this season. But I want to say this because I see the news and it's sad. I don't think PSG want this. But I I already had an eyebrow when Vitinha came, Gnatu came in. What Verratti, Verratti in all this, you know? Does he play with them? And as it seems, Verratti has the intention to leave PSG. Not going to say it's going to happen this summer, but a lot of reports are suggesting that Man City are going to snag Verratti. (laughs) And that I got to say, another midfielder and a bold one, one of the best in the world. He's one of the most underrated midfielders in the world, in my opinion, Verratti. So for Bernard Silva replacement, that will be... Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. So that, yeah. that that would be that would be pretty good. But Verratti, um, mm-hmm. well, that basically it means it's a foregone conclusion that Marco Verratti is gonna have the mm-hmm. best season of his career uh <laughs> if he's auditioning for other teams out there. So no, um, no, no, I, yeah, I'm ready for that. It could happen, man. I really believe that. You think that it's gonna happen this, this summer? summer? Yep. Yep. Luis Kampsch. I feel like they they already I see two Frankie de Jong. I saw before. Is this the, uh, is this another Barcelona lever that no, I don't know about no, no, no. or something? Well, I'm, the I'm Barcelona lever got Lewandowski, got Conde, got Rafinha, got... So I, I like that love, but with PSG, Renato, Vitinha, I, right. I see Frankie de Jong news now coming, but I know Frankie's yeah. wherever, but, and they have another prospect now coming up that is another yeah. midfielder that could start too. Yes, they do. So it's yep. like, I don't know, but the Verratti, I could see him being... Like, yeah, I did a lot for this club. Yeah. It's time to go. I could see that. So just warning the but, community. That can happen. That can happen. Yeah, well, I, I hope for his sake that he doesn't because if, <laughs> if this is if this is any year, this is probably the best year. They kept Mbappe. They've mm-hmm. got Messi. They've got Neymar. They've got people that it seems like know what they're doing or at least the past has shown that they know what they're doing mm-hmm. uh, at the helm of this club. Um, I, I, I mm-hmm. Verratti... Give it a year, man. Give it this season. <laughs> give you give it everything you got, and then move next season when it comes down to it. You and but, Messi go to uh, Barca after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, <laughs> when 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 they pull that fifteenth lever, I'm sure you mm-hmm. know 
whatever. They'll get whoever they want in. But yeah, you you did mention. Mm-hmm. You did mention. I think we wanted to wait for Wonder Kids uh, a little bit later on, but we got to bring them up. Okay. Yes. Uh, some people are now kind of revisionist history. They're doing this revisionist history type of thing on Warren Zaire Emery saying that he's the crown jewel of the Academy. Nobody's really talked about him over mm-hmm. the last, say, 12 months. Uh, he's only really become more mainstream over the last, say, three to six months. Mm-hmm. But man, we've been talking about Warren Zaire Emery for a little while now. Okay. And the fact of the matter is, is PSG, um, making him the mm-hmm. youngest player ever to debut for the club Word. with as rich of a history as PSG has. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that tells you all you need to know. And I don't think this is one of those things where it's like, Hey, we're going to play him and then we're going to sell him off for 35 million. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, which I don't think he'd command right now, but ultimately Warren's a year Emery, I think is going to see more time than most people expect this season. And I think he is going to become a squad player uh, under Gaultier. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, We'll see, but it is it is great to see him finally get his just dues um, and to to really start to be able to prove himself. And man, mm-hmm. 16 years old, unbelievable. I don't know what the hell I was doing at 16 years old, but it certainly <laughs> wasn't starting, or not starting, but it certainly wasn't getting on a pitch with Messi, Neymar, and whatever. Fuck, um, and, he, and, he, and he levels with them. And that's the crazy part of Zaid, mm-hmm. like... People focus on Gavi being 2004. Warren Zaire yeah. Emery is 2006. And he's playing yeah. with Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar. And leveling at that level. At CDM, one of the most difficult positions in today's day and age, man. The way that you have yeah. to dap in the midfield, in the defense. He's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he has the quality of play. That if you have a build, let people, listeners, if you have a build-up play with Messi, Vitinha, Neymar, it's not that you just not, it's not that you can't not lose the ball. It's not lose the ball and make the right pass at the right time. So you can't, you can't be the problem in the engine and Zaire just fits in it and that shows the world-class potential that we're talking about. So people, again, remember the name, Warren Zaire. Emery and yeah, he 35 million. Yeah. I couldn't see that happening yeah, even I, with I, 35. No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but who knows? By the end, by the end of the season, you True. never know. I mean, Kalamuendo Cal- obviously has scored goals. He's a bunch older. Ah. He's like seven, six True. years older than Zaire Emery. They're talking about 25 million for him. Uh, Ekatike but, had one good season and he's mm-hmm. 30 million, right? And he didn't even start most of that season, but he still did double digit goals. So when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. I, I, you did, you alluded to something in there with mm. Zaire Emery, right? We know that if Zaire Emery, if you if you take him mm-hmm. and you put him in the Barcelona marketing machine, <laughs> that he would be one of the most talked about prospects on the planet. Without a doubt, okay? Well, well deservedly so. That, Just like God. Right, deservedly so. Right, okay. But there is a marketing machine like PSG hasn't quite yet figured that out. Um in terms of maybe they don't want that hype. I don't know. Man. But Barcelona, Gabi and Pedri have become household names for I a reason. That. I get it. No, but, but Zaire like, Emery. <laughs> Gabi bossed Portugal at 17, man. So it's like. Right. I, 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 that's why I'm saying I'm not literally saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm ah, saying if you put Zaire Emery in that machine, mm-hmm. everybody would know his name. Because he's PSG, nobody knows his name. And you're right, because he hasn't bossed Portugal yet. Uh, nobody necessarily knows his name. What I was getting at was drawing a very loose parallel, not mm-hmm. from Zaire, Zaire Emery to Gavi and Petri, but okay. more so over in the Bundesliga, mm. Jamal Musiala. Yes. Okay. 
you and I mm-hmm. know Jamal Musiala. A mm-hmm. lot of people know Jamal Musiala. Anyone, anybody that is in tune with the game probably played FIFA, probably played whatever. But does Musiala uh, get the same clout and the same love and the same whatever as a Petri and a Gavi? Does he doesn't? He doesn't. He agree. doesn't. Right? Should he? Definitely. <laughs> okay. Definitely. That, that, I was like Zaire Emery was kind of a a, a ways a means to an end. It was mm-hmm. not me to compare Zaire Emery to Pedri and Gabi at all. It was more so to bring us to Musiala and what he did in that Bundesliga opener. Mm-hmm. Okay, for Bayern Munich. Which, by the way, congratulations Bayern Munich on your. 464th Bundesliga title in a row because <laughs> for whatever Again, Jamal Musiala was one. phenomenal Poof. just absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. and uh, you know I, I just think that yes if you put him in La Liga you put Real Madrid on the back of his shirt you put Barcelona on his shirt everybody's going to know the guy's name but because he plays for Bayern um, well, there's still a big machine there uh, but yeah Musiala does not get the love that he probably deserves at, at this moment I, I agree Mus- I agree with that yeah. Musiala definitely deserves a lot more praise getting two goals in the Bundesliga in a 6-1 win being the man of the match in Bayern's mm-hmm. starting game Sadio Mane scored two but Musiala once again winger midfield put him a striker if you need to Musiala at yeah. 19 is that guy and Dijkmanschaft are very lucky to have him, to have him. But I'm going to say this, man. Musiala yeah. is Musiala because he's at Bayern. If Jamal Musiala stayed at uh, Chelsea Academy, that, that's where he was previously, he might be in the yep. Kalamatsu situation. So I feel like right. it's all decision-making and the right decision you did at Jamal by going to Bayern Munich. And now it's only the start, man, okay? Bayern Munich are developing for the future too. And seeing the leaked, <laughs> the leaked's on the bench still, coming yeah. off the bench. Lucas Hernandez substituting with him. And Upamecano, I was hard on him before the season started, and he is delivering right from the start, man. Upamecano playing yeah. very well, in my opinion. And yes, looking Did- very, very good. Sorry. Did he make a full pitch run at some point? Yes. Did he go yes. from the, Yeah, I, I thought what I saw run. that. What um, a run. Yes. And, like, I was uh, shocked. So, like, Upamecano is really leveling up with Lucas Hernandez. And Delict, again, competition, he's improving a lot, yeah. a lot more. And um, talking yeah. about Bayern Munich, like, on the Wonder Kids front with Jamal Musiala, mm-hmm. too, we had a debut of Matisse Tell, 17-year-old in 100 days, I think. He had his debut for Bayern Munich, and that is an historic feat, and it's only the start with him. At Stadtren, he showed promise. At Bayern Munich, he will show results. So that's what it's all about, and the development, the elite de- uh, development of Bayern Munich will show, once again, results with Matisse Tell, just like it's doing yeah. with Musiala. So it's going to be good. We, we we do have to just briefly mm-hmm. chat about uh, is it bad for the game? Is mm. it bad for the game that Bayern Munich is so dominant in the Bundesliga? Well, bad for advertising maybe the Bundesliga ratings because everybody knows who's going to win yeah. it. But I'd say Bundesliga fans focus on the second place race. <laughs> focus yeah. on it because yeah. like it is interesting and. I got to say, though, but, like, the competition in the Bundesliga is improving. <laughs> but Bayern Munich, just, it's like they keep on improving outside the pitch, the scouting, everything. So, man, kudos right. to them. Kudos to them yeah. because they're the only Champions League-level team in Germany. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why. Mm-hmm. So, German, uh, Bayern, 
keep on going bald. <laughs> but I feel you though. I oh feel you. It's, it's hard, man. It's hard to advertise a league with the best player within Kunku at Leipzig, but yeah. you can't do anything against Kimmich with his army. Right. <laughs> so well, it's no. I, I, yeah, I'm with you. But it just it feels like right. It mm-hmm. feeds into, and we see it all the time in the comment section, right? When we mm-hmm. talk about the Bundesliga, we talk about league on. It just feels very farmers leaguey. Uh, when it comes down to the fact that we're looking at it once again, PSG will win, mm-hmm. uh, and once again, uh, Bayern will win. But you know what? We're one fi- we're one game into the season. True. A lot can happen. Injuries happen. All sorts of craziness happens. True. But man, for Bayern to put five goals up on Eintracht Frankfurt in what forty minutes? I, that's that's just. <laughs> it, it almost feels like okay, just. I don't know, pour pour the beer on top of them right now. Maybe it works uh, better but, with Mane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe Mane it, it, is yeah. the right decision to be the guy at Bayern Munich. But obviously, Lewandowski, think, they want You think Lewandowski game. watched the game? You think he watched the game? <laughs> I'm sure he did. And that was a bit of motivation <laughs> right there that I hope he has gotten, okay? Because, come on, best striker in La Liga, you'll have a tough battle with Benzema oh. next season. But just Bundesliga, I don't, yes, we do focus on Bayern, but... Dortmund beat Leverkusen, but I want to say this, man. Haller's injured, mm-hmm. and Adeyemi, mm-hmm. I think, got injured too. So mm-hmm. I don't know how, uh, how bad's the injury, but again, Dortmund, in terms of strike force, you got to feel for them. They get Haller, they get Adeyemi, they have Mukoko, yeah. and it's still not enough. Marco Reus has to be the one scoring the goal still. So yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like Leipzig well, ahead. I feel like yeah, Leipzig and- ahead. And there, and there were a lot of pundits out there that actually thought this would be the year because of oh. the upheaval, because of Sadio Mane coming into Bayern and maybe Bayern being vulnerable of some sorts. Uh, they thought with Haller uh, joining Dortmund that Dortmund would this would be their season potentially, right? True. Um, Haller, we just have to make sure that we're 100% you know, with yeah. everybody. If you haven't seen it already, he's out because he has a cancerous tumor. Yes. Okay. So we wish him, give him, you know, all the prayers up to Sebastian Haller. Uh, but they did go out and they did, they are bringing somebody in that knows the league really well and has been in the top scorers in the Bundesliga for some time. And that's Anthony Modeste. Mm. Uh, so maybe they get some pr- production out of him, but you're right. Yeah. Losing Adayemi, we don't know for how long. Uh, Gio Reyna's not back yet. So it really is going to all come down to the vets. It's going to come down to Marco Royce. Yeah. It's going to come down to uh, Julian Brandt and whether or not he can, you know, There was uh, a lot of hype, man. True. Season. People were saying they were, yeah. they did the best transfer business in the market, man. And, like, it's yeah. still, it's not it's not making results. It's not making as, results. And As long as the defenders aren't getting injured, that's when they get into big, big trouble. Oh. Uh, Dortmund, as we know, last season. But Schlotterbeck, mm-hmm. Schlotterbeck and Sula could be a... A good, good, good pairing for for hopefully years to come. Hopefully, if so. they start together, hopefully that's the case, man. Because Dortmund, mm. they have to they have to trust those two. The Daimannschaft and the national yeah. team will do too. So yes, people, yeah. put down below your thoughts about the Bundesliga. What did we miss out? And just ah, sorry, Angelino going to Offenheim and David Rom yeah. going to Leipzig. That, that that only solidifies my position with Leipzig second, keeping Guardiol and Nkunku too. So put down below yeah. your thoughts about the Bundesliga. Do you think Bayern's going to win it easily? Is Dortmund going to clinch it? Put down below what you think is going to happen. Yes. So mm. With transfers, with Wonder Kids, I, I, you wanted to shout out some Wonder Kids, right, Bretton? 
yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely some wonder kids out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually need to, um, I, I need to go back on a take mm-hmm. that I had. Uh, okay. So when we were processing IX's um, mm-hmm. transfer window, uh, I obviously just couldn't really understand or mm-hmm. figure out why they felt the need to bring back players, right? Um, and especially for, for players that they obviously could have kept in the first place. Um, and Brian Broby didn't really do much outside uh, after he left Ajax, and yet they decided he was worth it to spend $20 million on to bring him back. Anyway, mm-hmm. what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say Brian Broby... He was the difference. He was one of the differences uh, in Ajax's comeback win, uh, their opening Eredivisie win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe he became the youngest Ajax player ever to score in four consecutive Eredivisie games um, since when he joined back on loan uh, from RB Leipzig uh, back in the middle of last year uh, to now. And he's, yeah, the first, the youngest Ajax player at 20 years old to score in four consecutive Eredivisie games. Ooh. Since, there's a since here, since 20 years ago. So in the last 20 years. The last one to do it was a certain player named Raphael van der Vaart. And he ended up being a pretty important player for Ajax and then a couple other teams, you may <laughs> recall. Uh, so thank you, Opta, for that particular stat. But all I'm simply trying to say here is that Brian Brobby, they brought him back. They know him. Mm-hmm. Um, they've worked out the kinks, whether it comes from, you know, how he how he acts, his conduct, how he fits into the club, whatever. I think Brian Broby will wind up being a pretty big signing for Ajax if they're going to try and repeat the Eredivisie this season. I I agree that that was a game changing one, and it was a. Again, I know Haller. They didn't. They they sold them for the right price at the time to Dortmund, and they got twenty million. It was it was, it is a big investment. I agree with you, but considering the strikers that there are available, they I couldn't like Brian Broby. Let's. Wait and see if he puts in those hey. mad goals in the Champions League too. Because in the Europa League, he did show mad results too. So I, yeah. I want to see it in the Champions League, man, if it's going to happen. Uh-huh. And I want to ask you with Ajax, does Anthony stay? Yeah. Or he goes to yeah, United? Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> well, as of right now, um, no, I think Anthony does stay. Okay. Um, but it, and if Anthony watched the game... Mm. Uh, United versus Brighton. He's probably definitely st- no, just kidding. I, well, you know, who who knows? I, I think Anthony right now they've already sold off a good portion mm-hmm. uh, of last season's uh, title winning squad. Um, I, I don't think um, if they had their way uh, next mm-hmm. summer probably for Anthony, if not the winter. But uh, I believe he is sticking around. Uh, more sad, mm-hmm. more sad news coming out of there. I know somebody that you and I were pretty high on, still are pretty high on. Uh, Mo Derami obviously leaves off on loan. Okay, uh, heads back to to Copenhagen. Um, I think it, it just he couldn't he couldn't fit in. He couldn't get it. It's, um, it's get, not couldn't bad. get it together. It's not bad because yeah, he ain't better than Shikko Siso. I'll be honest with no. you. Then I'm I'm being like okay. I saw that I'm that I'm a year or two ago. Yes, he was very fast. Yeah. Yes, he was very confident. But he was not the same. He was not the same. And Shiku coming with that desire. Coming with the intention of being one of the best players in uh, the Eredivisie, I fully believe Shiku and Anthony, those two are going to be lethal if they play together. If yeah. they do. But again, Darami, that's a tough one, but trust it Shiku is. Kose Sao. <laughs> yeah, trust yeah. well, 
Also in the Eredivisie, we got to bring up, mm-hmm. isn't it nice to see Xavi? Xavi <laughs> yes. I mean, it is It is just wonderful to see. He got his first Eredivisie start, mm-hmm. um, and he, he looked good. Um, I don't want, I think he got an assist, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think they won pretty big. Um, and when it comes down to it, Xavi Simons, it looks like he's going to be a pretty big part of their ecosystem this Agreed. particular season as they try and pip Ajax at the top of the Eredivisie. Mm-hmm. And we also have to give a shout out to PSV product, Johan Bakayoko, because he scored his first Eredivisie goal. But mm-hmm. I, I just love, I mean, come on, the Eredivisie, you cannot beat it for giving youngsters a, a shot. Um, I mean, if you want to know who's going to populate La Liga rosters, who's going to populate Premier League rosters, uh, and even Serie A rosters in some respect, in the near future, mm-hmm. you got to watch the Eredivisie. And man, like uh, PSV has already given shouts to Xavi Simons. They're already given opportunities to Bakayoko. That's probably due to Noni Madueke's injury. Mm-hmm. But um, this season, I think, is going to be pretty close at the top, and it's going to be PSV, Ajax, all the way again. Um, but And it's a promising one. Put down below who yeah. do you think is going to win the Eredivisie. I'm going to lean on Ajax, though. <laughs> But what yeah. do you believe is going to happen with the Ajax and PSV? But Xavi Simmons, man, he's really going bold, as we like to say. And yeah, mm-hmm. showing the intention of why Barca, PSG, they all were crazy with the contracts with him. And now PSV yeah. showing why. So I'm excited about that. But you said Visa Development League is one of the great. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree. And I think Primera Liga, we need to see... How they do and the quality of play because Eredivisie's style of play improves the youth because of that quality. And I feel like we're stepping to that level, but we're still not. But there's a lot of youth, a lot of youth Mm. to highlight. And I want to say, I said in previous pods that this player could play in the City role just being a role player. But he's going on Mm. loan. He's going on loan and he's going on loan to Pastrer. Kaiki, okay, from Man City. I fully mm. believe this player is going to settle in incredibly well at Pass, and he will cause a positive impact in Primera Liga. He will have an effect, an immediate effect, because he has to show results <laughs> to Pep Guardiola. And this man didn't yeah. even give credit to Pedro Porro. <laughs> and Pedro Porro's one oh. of the best right backs in Primera Liga. Okay, he said he had to see more than 200 players in the City group, which I understand, Guardiola. But Kaiki, mm-hmm. if he's going to show himself to Guardiola for that winger spot with Mahrez, Foden, we have the whole that Man City that he has to go bold at Bath's show. Or he's another player that they just sell off. Like, and they just go on the roll with this transfer business. You never know. So, bah. but I like him, though. I'm very confident well- to see him. Well, staying in there, that, that is an interesting spot. That, mm-hmm. That's where he wound up, Kaiki. <laughs> um, but I, I do have I have two questions for you. Mm-hmm. I, I watched some of the openers or what I could in terms of the highlights. And obviously, I mean, is it too safe? Is it safe to call Enzo Fernandez already a cult hero at Benfica? Yeah, Enzo Fernandez is definitely <laughs> one of the best players at Benfica and one of the best midfielders in Primera League straight off the bat. The goal he scored against Michelin was one of the yeah. boldest goals I've seen in a debut for a team, man. First touch from a corner. <laughs> Go watch the tape. Enzo Fernandes, two yeah, games, beautiful. two goals. Man, Enzo is literally positioning himself to go to the World Cup straight off the bat. Yeah. So good for mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to say he mm -hmm. wanted the Libertadores to end earlier and come to Benfica because in the contract, Benfica, great, great transfer negotiations. They, step, they yeah. stipulated Enzo can come at the end of Libertadores, but we get mm -hmm. him for 10 million plus objectives instead of paying the 20 million that it would be yeah. immediate. So what happened? River Plate got knocked out by Vélez Sarsfield and Libertadores. And he comes for the 10 million price tag immediately. So Benfica did the best deal out of this. And Enzo is going to be a household name, I believe, in two, three years worldwide. Worldwide. Absolutely. This is not... Just like Darwin, Enzo Fernandes yep. is, a, is a guarantee money ball uh, decision. Such a good player, man. He is going to go ball. And I might say this. Enzo Fernandes, if Benfica goes through in the Champions League, they're going to... Against Michelin, it went well. Enz Fernandes, if he's in the Champions League, people will notice him hard. He doesn't commit oh, mistakes. He scores mm -hmm. a lot of goals, and he knows where to be. He can play at the 6, at the 8, at the 10. Very adaptable. Enz Fernandes, the future of Argentina, and out now at Benfica. So, watch out, Camille. And already uh, a hero at the Estadio da Luz. So, um, <laughs> I, I'm with... I Not mean, just hey, him. I think, I think Benfica profited though mm -hmm. in some respects off of all of the transfer hubbub all of the media hubbub around julian alvarez True. um i honestly believe that he just kind of okay scouting i'm sure scouting teams knew exactly who Enzo oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah, right yeah. but yeah. ultimately because the focal point was on that transfer i bet yeah i mean and things julian. happen for a reason I, and, I, and enzo yeah i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if bifica wanted julian and they just couldn't get That's him because City. Because I'll be honest, I th in the past a player like Alvarez yeah. would have gone to Primera Liga, yeah. like we saw Lucho, Lisandro Lopez. I remember that's a player that came. Ramirez, a lot of Brazilians. So it is true. I I I, I feel you though. The Enzo, he did get a lot of clout since Alvarez was there with the six. And the who six, knows? Yeah. And who knows? By the end of the season, we might be saying Julian Alvarez should have. Mm. had a stepping stone in between River Plot and uh, Manchester City. I, I like uh, we might role. be. We I never like know. his role, we though. Never, never, I like his it, role no, it's, being absolutely. behind Holland. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I am, just, I am just more comfortable in saying that I think Enzo Fernandez is going to be a bigger name than Julian Alvarez mm. uh, in the Argentinian setup uh, for years to come. Mm. I think he will be the bigger name long term. I think he's doing it right. And I mm -hmm. think in this case, fate threw him a curveball. But it worked out nicely that he got to Benfica early, mm -hmm. and he's able to kind of ingratiate himself from day one. So uh, mm -hmm. he's definitely one to watch. He's one that every time we talk about River, it's hard not to look at Julian Alvarez scoring four goals and doing <laughs> this. But we always kept coming back to True. who's pulling the strings, who's doing it yes. uh, for Gallardo's River, and it was always Enzo in our eyes. I'm... So I am excited to see him like hit mm -hmm. that ground running. I had one other question yes. uh, within the Premier Liga, a name that I don't hear you talk about much mm. or many people we talk to, Pedro included. Um, I don't hear this name talked about much and yet he's off to a fire start this year so far for Porto and he had 21 goals last season. Taremi. What is your, no, what is your name? Evan what Nielsen. is your take on Evan Nielsen? Yeah, yeah. what is your take on him? Evan Nielsen, comparing with Darwin, he's not the same level yeah. that Darwin was last season. But Ivan okay. Nielsen is at the level of a team right now, a top team like Newcastle. We, remember mm -hmm. that West Ham giving 50 million for Darwin? 
Evan Nielsen yeah. is at that stage now. Evan Nielsen is go. a young, prolific striker that has promise. Mm -hmm. Very strong. Very strong. Good finishing. But I'm going to say this. If I was yeah. a Prem team looking at Porto, I would put all in on Taremi. Taremi yeah. for oh. me is Evan Nielsen, but even better. The only thing that Ivan Nielsen wins with Taremi is his age. He's, a, he's younger, right. he's stronger, true. But Taremi, as a player, I'm going to say this. For 5 million, Taremi was one of the biggest bargains in the history of Liga Portuguesa. Pa. Because Taremi yeah. can assist. I'm going to say Taremi is the Harry Kane of Primera Liga. <laughs> okay. Pronto. Well, there you go. He, he can score, he can assist, he's strong, he's fast. But Ivan Nielsen's stronger and faster. But Taremi yeah. is that player that just plays next to him and he completes him. But leaning on Ivan Nielsen, yeah. I think it's just going to be one more season, Bretton. And seeing yeah. the shortage of strikers in today's ga beautiful game, I believe mm. a top team will get Ivan Nielsen because he'll put numbers and he's young. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and and because of that age, based on what, 21 goals last season, he's already got two goals, two assists, and two games this season. I agree. Um, and they paid nine nine million for him, right? Nine million for him, I think. For a striker, so, like, and and it's it's with Brazil, it's like 90. percent It's always those deals yeah. that. But I'm gonna say Porto. They got Veron from Palmeiras. Mm -hmm. I like that signing. Mm -hmm. They got David mm -hmm. Garmu. That mm -hmm. for me makes Porto have one of the best center back duos. I'm gonna say this: Porto, in terms of defense, have one of the best center back duos I've seen in a long time in Primera Liga. Pep, he's not aging; he's aging like fine wine. Pep and David Carmo now with Diogo keeper. Diogo that keeper. Tell me five under 23 keepers that play like Diogo Costa. There's none. There's none. Diogo Costa has it all, in my opinion. Like, it's very hard to find. And that, that's why I really that's believe, and defense-wise, Porto is locked. Yeah. And Uribe. And Andre Funk. They got Andre Frank from Stril. Good uh, offensive mid. Shows promise. But, yeah, Porto, so for me, the biggest quality. Porto is the manager. Conceição. Yeah. Sergio Conceição. Yeah. The players yeah. are like him. Ruthless. They, like I said with Conte earlier, they follow well, Conceição. But with Primeiro well, League, I just want to say, Benfica, before I leave with yeah. Benfica, Nerj, David Nerj. Don't be surprised if he's the best player in Primeira Liga next season. What I saw against Michelin, those two assists, the Gonçalo Ramos, Creme de la Creme, Nerj is ready. And I think David Nerj will be better at Benfica than he was at Ajax and than he was at Shakhtar. His best self will be in Lisbon at Benfica and expect David Nerj to Go back to the national team with the form he'll be in Benfica, man. He showed he was and lights out. Expect him to do it looking as relaxed as he always is. Uh, now, it's funny that you um, it, it's funny that you talked mm -hmm. about Porto's manager as being ruthless because yeah, it takes a certain ruthlessness to mm -hmm. uh, send your son packing for new pastures. Um, but no, I, <laughs> I know it sounds to me. That you're talking yourself into a Porto Primera Liga win again. I am. I, I do. But that's okay. my choice, though. Yes, it is. It okay. is my choice. But and it's solely because of Sergio Conceição and what they have. I believe Fabio okay. Vieira and Vitinha were big misses. Uh, totally. Okay. Mm. Very difficult to replace. But I see Danny Loader playing good football. I was very impressed with him. And Redding. Redding, former Redding player that we saw next to Foden, Sancho, Danny Loader, keep on going bold at Porto now, okay? 
and, and that was mm-hmm. I was surprised with that. And Marco Grugic, Grugic is mm-hmm. playing not incredibly well, but he's playing well at Porto. Yeah. So another player that fits with Conceição and fits the system. So um, Eileen yeah. and Schmidt, man, I don't I don't want to put all my chips on Roger Schmidt, but come on, man, it's hard. I don't know if Gonzalo Ramos is going to stay at Benfica. So Wolves need him. Well, they, Wolves yeah. need him. <laughs> They, they need him, but it, but it sounds like they they've started with uh, Gonzalo Guedes, right, uh, from Valencia first, Great and move. then they'll move to Ramos. Uh, but Gonzalo Ramos, it sounds like they only want to sell him if it's permanent. They mm. don't want to do a loan to buy. No, that's what I heard. And, and it has to be permanent, man, because if yeah. if he goes, the strikers that they the, okay, they still have Enrique Araujo, they have Yadim Shuk, right. they have options, yeah. but. Gonzalo yeah. <laughs> scored a hat-trick in this Champions League qualifying against Michelin, right. and he could have scored five to six goals because of his positioning. So I yeah. believe Gonzalo Rems will, regardless if he's at PSG, at Wolves, or at Benfica, Gonzalo Rems, mm-hmm. I believe, will have a breakout season in senior football level. I believe in this talent, Gonzalo Rems, very highly. Not because of what he does on ball. It's because of everything he does off ball. He's Fair special. Enough. Fair enough. Special. Well, I would I would like to see him do it at Benfica for a season before he decides to move yeah, to the Prem. But hey, shortage. Sometimes the yeah, sometimes the uh, the, the, the bright lights of the Premier League is way <laughs> way too hard to turn down. It's true. Uh, but hey, you know what else has mm. bright lights and intrigues people? Don't tell the me Los MLS. Angeles Galaxy. Ah! The Los Angeles Galaxy. <laughs> we have to talk about this, right? We ah, have, you and I have yes, been back and forth yes, about yes, it, yes. but we, we got to talk about this because, hey, listen, Ricky Puig, oh, for those goodness. that don't know, oh, Ricky goodness. Puig has joined on a free, has joined Los Angeles Galaxy. Uh, he's joined on a long-term contract. And I know that everybody, including mine, everybody's gut feeling on this is that he has wasted away his life. Okay, that he has wasted away his talent, wasted away his career. Okay, I, Look. I implore you to think differently about this. Okay, because think of the players that have started to come through. I mean, starting with Almiron at Atlanta United, starting with Barco, starting with you know a lot of these young bucks that have been able to move on. You could even go back far as Jack Harrison with NYCFC now playing pretty prominent roles uh, with Leeds United. Brendan Aronson. Okay, all these names. Anyway, it's different because Ricky Puig is a young Barcelona product that has been, unfortunately, whether it's maligned or supported or whatever you want to talk about in the media, right? It's all about Ricky Puig is wasting away on the bench or he's Mm -hmm. not good enough. Get him off my team, right? One of the two camps, okay? Mm -hmm. This is a place for him to mold himself for him to be loved by a rabid fan base, mm-hmm. for him to learn a few things, okay, and and to take on a leadership role in a team, um, and I think within two years' time we're going to be talking about Ricky Puig, uh, maybe not signing with Barcelona again, okay, hundred mm. percent there, but he could sign with Valencia, he could sign uh, with a Premier League team uh, or wherever. Think of this as the stepping stone. MLS has proven in the last three, four, five years that they are not afraid to sell their best young players. Mm -hmm. And they are producing more best players every season. Okay, more young players every season. I think that this is actually a very positive move for Mm -hmm. Ricky Puig. And I'm pretty sure that that goes completely 
against the grain of what the majority of people upon face value think about this. So Ricky um, Puig lands in MLS and is he the best under 23 player in the MLS straight away? Well, I I think on paper you got to say so. Um but ultimately Look, LA um, Galaxy went bold. <laughs> they did. LA they Galaxy went bold, went bold. Yeah. but the real question yeah. is did Ricky Puig go bold? And I That's agree. It's all about time. Let's wait and see if he becomes that capitano <laughs> that LA yeah. Galaxy would love to see him brew and become that guy. But uh, it's hard for me, man. Be, of course. Be, being seen Barca talented, always would try their luck in Portugal at a Benfica, at a Porto. I, I see it at yeah. Ruiz at Braga. I even see Diego Laines. Going from Bentis to Braga. And I see La and now I see Puige going ben bench to, to bench. To the bench MLS. To bench. No, but Lainez will start <laughs> for in Braga. I, I, well, I, I heard he's gonna I heard start. Medeiros is better now. I heard Medeiros is better. Medeiros no, 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 no. And Ricardo Art is gonna kidding. leave to Benfica. But I feel you. I, feel I did you. see that. But but yeah. Puig, man, it's like look, again, for LA Galaxy. Yeah. They went bold. They did the right yep. move for LA Galaxy. And isn't it true that yep. if a player comes outside of the league, they have to shortlist mm -hmm. that player? Like have a, a list of 10? Like have a list of 10 players that they have to say to the MLS that they want to transfer? Uh, no. Or, or is that like, like, is that like a, a discovery? Myth? There's a discovery list. There's oh, a discovery okay. list that if somebody discovered Ricky Puig before, it's so archaic and dumb and okay. whatever that it generally gets... <laughs> It generally gets met. Uh, no, it, it it's whether or not it fits into his roster limited limitations. Okay, so uh, there's young DP rules that we will not go into. <laughs> Ultimately, it comes down to the fact that Ricky Puig will play day one. True. He does not need to wait to be registered necessarily. He does need to wait for his uh, ITC. My point. But was, when it comes down to it, when did this it's happen? A seminal moment. When did this I happen? Know. Did this happen this summer? I, was this like an intention? That's why I was going with that question. That did LA Galaxy yeah. like they really like they pitched something incredible for Puich? that they, can be the case they definitely did that can be the they case did. literally I mean, but I and it know. just goes to show you what i'm trying the point i'm trying to make here is that mls albeit it is not in the same realm as the majority of the leagues we talk exclusively about okay but mls i know That's there why. is that issue but That's mls why. is becoming is becoming a transfer player and they will you got to think about it in this limelight, okay? 2022, mm -hmm. 2026, where does the World Cup take place? The Over the next four years, there will be mm -hmm. unbelievable investment in MLS as a domestic product, Agreed. in SUM, Soccer United Marketing, and getting those teams back to the States to get as many eyeballs as possible on football in the States, and it will grow. And people that were teetering on the edge previously – uh, will become fans, maybe stay fans, who knows, or maybe just be fans through the World Cup and then forget about it. Mm -hmm. Ricky Puig, whether you think about it in a negative light or a positive light, no good, no, no publicity is bad publicity when it comes to Major League Soccer. And most people, while they are going to come down on either side, they are going to remember that Ricky Puig made this move. True. And next, it could be LAFC signing Yusuf Demir, who once <laughs> obviously played for Barcelona. He's actually... 
a potential signing target for LAFC right now, who just brought in Gareth Bale. And Gareth Bale is loving life in MLS currently. So, no, Champions League, yes, the glitter, the limelight of Champions League football, that's always going to be tough until they do a World Club Super League that doesn't involve... Is this Yusuf Demir that was at Rapid Vienna? That's exactly right. Well, he was... And he did try his luck at Barca. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that, that could be the it, case it, too and they might reunite themselves in a in a in a derby an la derby they, they, el trafico uh, no really what it comes down to is it could be i'm not going to say that it's a new era but it could be the beginning of a new era Jeez. where european young european players that aren't getting you know into the squads that they so choose mm-hmm. um, and that they so play for oh, could man. see MLS as an opportunity. You're right. Champions League ball. I it, just it, prefer Pujadai. But really, come on. You know what I mean? I, I, I hear you, but come on. Think of the, think of the, um, what's the word? The, uh, the academy, uh, not the academies, the infrastructure mm-hmm. that's being built in the States right now. Definitely. Okay. Uh, it's not as historic. It will never, you, we can't add and you can't buy a hundred years of a club history. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's grassroots. It's starting right now. It's living history. Uh, and it is going to grow and it's going to grow exponentially in the States, I believe. I so am I biased? A hundred percent. But I believe Ricky Puig could be the beginning of a new transfer era uh, that starts here that doesn't just involve young South American players or mm-hmm. Central American players True. looking to springboard to Europe via an MLS club, which is going to happen too. So I'm insanely excited to see, and I'm rooting for him. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for him. I want to see him succeed, and I want to see him get sold off two years from now for $20 million to whatever. That would be, whatever club. If that happened, yeah. if Ricky Puig would yeah. leave LA Galaxy for $20 million, I that's true, mm-hmm. Breton. A lot of people would change their opinion about the MLS and they would see it really as a development league, a successful one. But I don't know, man. I don't know if Rich can leave for 20 million for LA Galaxy. But it can happen. Let's let's wait and see. So put down below your thoughts about the Ricky Puig situation. What should he have done? Did he do the right decision by going to LA Galaxy? Put down below your thoughts about the move. Ricky Puig to LA Galaxy. Did I mention Orte to Benfica though? I just wanted to... <laughs> did uh, I mention Ricardo no. Orte going to Benfica? No. That's the last... No, I, mean, I, you... I gotta say it. I really believe yeah. that's gonna get done. Okay, the game against Sporting has finished. Braga is gonna <laughs> sell now Ricardo Orte to Benfica. I feel like now, now's the time to happen. That after you, You've been like saying that. this for like the last year now. So uh, year? No, I think How I, is it a year? No. Six months. Six summer. months. How long have we been doing this? Summer. 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 Yeah, this summer, definitely. Oh. Orte. I do, I do believe, though, that even back when... Uh, Mm. Oh, um, I'm forgetting who's the, the boss of sporting. I'm forgetting his name. Amarim, mm-hmm. right? Ruben Amarim. Yes. Back when he, when he was at the helm of Braga, mm-hmm. you were telling me that at some point I could see Ricardo Horsa being a Benfica player. Man, and because it's, I'll tell you why. Because uh, his brother, Andre Horta, mm-hmm. is a huge fanatic of Benfica. Like, 
I'll say next level. You know what I mean? Like, so Befica, Befica, Befica. And I could see yeah. in the family, it's boring bread. So let's see if Orta, let's see if Orta go, both brothers go to Befica. That I could see it, that happening it, long term. Isn't Andre Horta the one that went to LAFC? Yes, and left a year later? exactly. <laughs> and I was going to say Keaton, going from Keaton Parks and Andre Horta ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. to Ricky <laughs> right now. So there is improvement. Yeah. There is improvement seeing from right. the outside looking in. Brenner now in Cincinnati, Tal's Magno in New York, New York City FC. I agree, yeah. the South Americans locked. So let's wait and see if the rest goes too. So, yes. Any yeah. last thoughts, Bretton, in the in the in the pod? Uh, you know, I think I'm the only one that lo loves to talk about the Austrian Bundesliga because if you're trying to find the next Holland, it's a great place to start because you know go. that's where he got his come up. Yeah, well, Roko Simic, he'll get going, I'm sure, at some point this season. We all know Benjamin Sesko. We've all been talking. I've been talking about Rasmus Winter mm -hmm. uh, Holland. Uh, there's another name to add to it. He's on loan from Hadok Split. He's 20 years old. He's Croatian. He's a striker. Mm -hmm. His name is Marin Lubasic. And I think you got to add another name to that fight for the golden boot in the Austrian Bundesliga, which ultimately means that you're probably picked up by Red Bull Leipzig for 20 million. And that is this Lubasic guy because he just scored four goals for them. I don't know if it was their opener or their second game, but he is already at the top of the Bundesliga table and uh, he's only 20 years old. So these, this is where you go to find the next new dynamic um, attacking talents and apparently they're not all on Salzburg this season what are they they're feeding in Austria man it's like what's what, what's the pattern here it's to get all these strikes <laughs> it's in the air exactly uh, like, it's in what? the air like what like oh my days uh, but I'd say like Red Bull Salzburg maybe they show the the, the, the way to do business and yeah. other teams are just like following it too I'd say maybe that's yeah. that's the case if you were employed I mean, by got... Salzburg then you go to Stamgratz yeah. maybe <laughs> well, just remember his name because he's got he had four goals in 60 yes. minutes, but he has nine goals in his first four games of the season. Mm. Um, so this is uh, he plays for LASK. I don't know what that stands yes. for, but I do know that they're perennially in the Bundesliga. Tough um, and there's just so many good young players to come out of there. They don't get enough clout. They don't mm -hmm. get enough love. Um, unless it's Holland or Adayemi, so um, just that, watch out for him. I'll be I'll be updating you whether you like it or not this season, Alex, <laughs> on their progress because and, I want to. And I'd <laughs> say that team they beat Sporting in the qualifiers at the start with Ruben Emery mm -hmm. when he was getting started at Sporting with the rebuild. So I'm the Austrian uh, Bundesliga is a slip league, but it still has to do a lot of business <laughs> to get to that. But having a Salzburg though, being that that team. Look, Scottish League against Austrian League. Hmm. Uh, I don't know who to hmm. pick, maybe. You know what hmm. I mean? So let's wait and see. The potential is there. And yeah, keep on going, ball Austrian Bundesliga players. We love to see it. So yes, people. It, I, episode 67 in the Rasp, man. Do not forget to like this video. It's a huge help for, for us at FC Wonder Kid that you show the support. Hey. Three, two, thank you for liking the video and thank you too for subscribing to FC Wonder Kid on YouTube. And thank you for listening to episode 67 until now and thank you for going bold community. See ya. <laughs>